Welcome to the Good is Cool podcast. My name is Macy McNeely. And I am Loy Day. Life is a series of sales. Many people try to take on the game of life without refining their communication and sales skills. These skills are vital in order to be a leader in the marketplace and in your home. The Good is Cool podcast will help you grow your confidence, communication, and culture through effective techniques. Let's get started. I don't take personality tests at all. I used to take them. In my last job, that was super important. Kind of like, hey, what's your name? And what is your color, your number, your style, your strength finder? That was just something that everybody kind of wanted to know and put a lot of weight in. Now, there's nothing wrong with personality tests. In fact, I give them to my staff or anytime I interview anybody, I give them a personality test. But I don't share with them what the results are. I have three reasons why I don't take them. I actually feel really, really passionate about this. In fact, there's there's a few hills that I'll die on. There aren't many, but there are a couple of topics that I will stand my ground and I will share my voice about what I feel. And this is one of them. The first reason I don't take personality tests is because personality tests focuses on who you are instead of who you can become. I mean, think about it. The more you think about anything, whether an event, maybe a conversation, maybe something good, maybe something bad, it's going to strengthen those connections in your brain. I'm reading a book. It's called Switch Your Brain On by Dr. Caroline Leaf, and it's about the brain. And she talks about people that suffer from PTSD. And it's because anytime something kind of reminds them of the traumatic event and they think about it, it's going to strengthen that event in their mind, which is going to cause them to think about it even more. And on the flip side, uh, when you have you know, that triggering thing that makes you think about the traumatic event, if you can find a way and have the tools to kind of retrain your brain and renew your brain to associate it with good things, you can actually reverse those strong connections. Gosh, to me, that just shows how powerful your thoughts are. And so when you are focusing on kind of who you are, focusing on what that personality test is telling about you, you are going to continue to be that even more. And what we say and what we do is based on what we have already built into our minds. And so what are you building in your mind? We evaluate this information, whatever we're building in, and we make choices based on that information. So if you're reading, let's say, the color test, and you are a green, and it tells you that you're kind of submissive, and you just kind of, you know, you adapt, and you kind of just go with the flow, and you don't really have any, you know, strong opinions, you are going to evaluate that information and make choices based on that information. 
And then we choose to build that new thought. And then that is what drives us to say and do what we say and what we do. So if you're focusing on who you are, well, you're going to become that. But on the flip side, if you focus on who you can become, you will become whatever that is. I think the way that you focus on who you can become, the way you do that is by focusing on your input. I've talked about what input is on my Instagram a lot. Basically, it's anything that you intake. It could be a book. It could be someone that you follow on Instagram, music, a TV show, a personality test. It could be conversations, people, movies, anything like that plays a part in what we are building into our minds. And even if it's passively, even if it's just, you know, it's uh, the news on in the background, it's passive, right? But it is built into our subconscious and your subconscious. Oh my gosh, that is so important to be so careful about what goes into your subconscious Because our thinking is 87% subconscious. And even the 13% of our brain that is conscious, it is heavily flavored with our subconscious. This is why I am so passionate about feeding your mind with personal development instead of feeding your mind with, hey, this is who you are. This is what you're good at. This is what you're bad at. Because guess what? When you are filling your mind with that, you will become that. I was talking with somebody who had just come back from like a staff retreat and they were away for a couple of days and I'm always super interested in people's, you know, kind of the way they lead their staff because that is what I'm starting to do. And I asked, I said, hey, what kind of content did you do for the two days that you were together? And they said, well, we focused on the Enneagram. We focused on our Enneagrams. And I could not believe that. I can't sit, I cannot believe that they took that opportunity, that those two precious days of all their staff being together, where they could fill them up with belief and telling them who they could be and teaching them how to think and teaching them about personal development and personal growth and expanding your mind. And instead, they spent that precious time saying, hey, this is who you are. Stay in that box. The second reason why I don't take personality tests is the more that you think about who you are, the more you will become that. The more you think about who you are, the more you're going to become that. The most important story that you will ever tell is the story you tell yourself. I mentioned the last organization that I worked for, uh, they loved personality tests. And again, I just want to preface and say they're not bad. I think there's a difference between using them as a tool versus using them kind of as a category, if that makes sense. And I took so many tests, you know, the strength finders, the right path, the color test, you know, all the things. And when I took these tests, one thing to take into account is that I was super young and I was really unsure of what my life was going to look like. And I think that that plays a factor in your personal personality tests. 
I was just in a place of uncertainty. I had no idea what I wanted. I had no idea if I was in the right place, if I was doing the right thing, if I was living the life that I was called to live. And so all the tests that I took, I ended up kind of just like in the middle you know, on the right path, they had a scale, right? So there was, uh, you know, maybe somebody who was assertive versus passive. And so you could either be extremely passive or in the middle or a little passive or a little assertive or extremely assertive. It's kind of like a, a volume tab. You can kind of turn it up and down. And so when you take the test, it kind of pulls up with all these different knobs of kind of where you land on each personality trait. And so you can imagine my test, whenever it would come back, it just was kind kind of like in the middle. All my knobs were very, very close together in the middle. And so you could describe that as kind of like a chameleon. Like I can adapt to any situation and that's a good thing. You know, another positive characteristic of that is I can get along with pretty much anyone. I can adapt to someone else's personality. But there are also some things that were not so positive and it shared those things that wasn't so great about being an adapter. Uh, Some things, you know, I I might not do well under pressure. I prefer to be in the background. Uh, One that always stuck out to me was that I struggle with making decisions or maybe I don't really have a strong opinion uh, and that I prefer not to be in front of other people. And guess what, guys? (laughs) I started to become those things. When it was time for me to speak for the very first time, someone asked me to speak in my last job. And I remember immediately my answer was like, hey, I just prefer not to be in front of people. Another example is just little things when someone would ask me like, hey, what do you think about this or this? And my gut I remember my gut instinct would be like, man, hey, I just am not a good decision maker. You might want to go ask X, Y, and Z. Go ask somebody else. And people would say, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. You're you're this personality type. Yeah, that makes sense, right? They would kind of confirm that for me. And when I quit my job to become an entrepreneur, I kid you not, I spent an entire week completely paralyzed. I didn't do one thing. I laid in bed and I watched Friends from episode one to the very last episode. I had never seen it before and it's a lot of episodes, okay? And I watched them all in a week. It was like every time I started to do something, I just got like paralyzed. Like I just couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't make a decision. I couldn't take that leap of faith. I just was frozen. And when the last episode of Friends ended, I kind of was like, all right, Macy, enough is enough. Let's go for a walk. And I kind of picked a podcast. I was sort of new to podcasts a little bit. And I just picked a random one and it was about affirmations. And they, it was a two people, I cannot remember the podcast to save my life, but I remember two people talking and just telling stories about the way affirmations can awaken your subconscious and you can actually choose who you want to be. You can write down who you are, even if you're not there yet, and subconsciously, Remember I mentioned your subconscious is 87% of your brain. Subconsciously, you'll kind of become that. So I I thought about, okay, what is the one thing that I feel like I struggle with the most? And the first thing that came to my brain was decisions. Like I struggle with making decisions. And so I came in from that walk and I kind of wrote 
on a whole piece of paper a bunch of different ways over and over to say that I'm a good decision maker. So I would write that. I would say, I am a great decision maker. I'm great at making decisions. I am decisive. I can trust my gut when making decisions. I wrote it in all different ways and I repeated it over and over on pages and pages. And each day I would write it maybe three or four different ways. And over time I would kind of start to, I would put alarms on my phone with these affirmations that literally said, I am decisive. And I would repeat it out loud. I would go into the mirror and I would look at myself and I would say, I can trust my gut when making decisions. I wrote them in the bathroom mirror. I wrote them on pieces of paper and I put them in my car. I wrote them on my phone background. I kind of took a screenshot of something I made on Canva and I put it on my phone background. And guess what? Over time, I started to become a great decision maker. My dad, Loy, I've talked about him before, but he is my business partner. We do our sales training together. And I will never forget a couple years later, we were sitting at my kitchen counter and there were some things we had to do, kind of administrative work and some decisions that had to be made. And I remember just making them left and right, saying yes and no, or do this or do that. And as he was leaving my house, he kind of put his coat on and he looked back at me before he walked out the door and he said, Macy, you do a great job at listening to your gut when making decisions. And that is a leader. And friends, he didn't know He didn't know that that was a trait that I had focused on for so long. And now I know that making decisions is a huge, a huge quality that a leader must have. And deciding that I was not going to be a chameleon, I was not going to fade into the background of what everybody else was deciding, that I was going to make my own decisions about my life and about my business. And now I would say if I were to take a personality test again, I would be heavy, heavy on that decisive scale. And I am so proud of that. Another example I have is one time we were going on kind of like a staff retreat to an escape room. And I don't know if you've ever been to an escape room, but basically a group of people kind of go into a room and they are presented with a puzzle to be able to escape in a certain amount of time. And there always is a leader in the group. And there's a girl, uh, we'll call her Sally. Um, I told Sally, I said, hey, you're going to be the leader of the group for our escape room. And her immediate response was, oh, no, 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 Macy, I can't do that. I'm a blue. And I said, you know what, Sally? That is exactly why you will be leading us. Because I know that you are capable and you are not going to let a silly questionnaire determine that you are not a leader. And she was in charge. And guess what? She did it beautifully. And that was a huge win for her that she was able to prove to herself that she could actually lead and that she could do it really well. 
The last reason that I don't take personality tests is that it keeps you in the past, right? You take this test, it tells you that you're not decisive, and then you review your history, your life history, and you find the places that you were not decisive in your life to confirm or to, you know, in your head justify how that is possibly true, It kind of forces you to reflect and just be in your past. And honestly, I think reflecting is a good thing, but not for long. To me, there is zero, zero reason to sit in the past. Even if the past was good, you know, maybe an event happened that was a good thing, or if it was a bad thing, you don't dwell in the past about anything Focusing forward is what you should always be doing. It's how you grow and it's how you become better. And that's where your brain should be. I'm currently reading a book called The Power of Positive Leadership by John Gordon. It's an amazing book. Really quick read, but really impactful. He talks about the curse of experience. He goes to different teams and organizations and kind of helps the team be positive and connects them really well. And he has some really cool stories about being in, you know, college football locker rooms or professional locker rooms and talks about how the, um, the coach leads the team. Uh, His example about the curse of experience is a a real estate company. He went to some sort of an award something for real estate agents. And he saw that the people winning all the awards were the quote rookies or the new real estate agents. The older, more experienced real estate agents weren't winning anything because they are living in the past. They're sitting there and they're saying, man, I just wish it was like the good old days. You know, all this technology, all this social media, it's just not like the good old days. And so they're choosing not to adapt, to stay in their quote, good old days, even though they're not so good anymore. And therefore all the rookies with the, with the rookie mindset that are passionate and excited about what is new and what is next, those are the people that are winning. Strive to think like a rookie because they aren't tainted by rejection or negative assumptions or past experiences. They bring passion and optimism for what they do. They don't focus on the fact that everyone says you can't or that's impossible or this test says that I'm incapable of doing that. With wide eyes, a rookie believes that anything is possible. Don't let your experience be a curse. Don't allow a personality test to make you sit in your experiences. See those experiences as an opportunity instead of it keeping you in that place. Instead of thinking through all the times that you weren't good at making decisions to confirm that you aren't a good decision maker. Have a rookie mindset that fuels you for optimism to be whoever you want to be. Kind of going back to always looking in the future. You know, even if something great happens, you should still be looking in the future. And that same book um, that I was just talking about, The Power of Positive Leadership by John Gordon, he was talking about the, uh, the Clemson football team. In one year, Clemson won the national championship. 
and they ran into the locker room and John Gordon was in the locker room with them listening to Dabo, the coach, kind of talk about their win and their success. And after they won, which I think this is just the coolest thing, the coach said, hey, you are national champions. Congratulations. That is amazing. But I want you to be champions in life too. Be great husbands and to be great fathers. This won't be the best thing to happen to you in your life. God has more in store for you. The best is yet to come. They had just reached the peak of their success as a team and Dabo was talking to them about their future. And I think that that is where we all need to be. No matter the success that you have had, be thinking about the future. Do not allow a personality test to keep you reflecting about who you have been in your past. I'm so passionate about this because the moment I stopped focusing on who I was and started to focus on who I could become, my life drastically changed. Within just two years, I've done a complete 180. I am a totally different person. I now can sit here and say that I am a leader. I am a decision maker. I am an amazing speaker and I love to be in front of people. All the things the test told me that I wasn't, I now am. Simply by focusing on my positive input, practicing my daily deposit practice, and really diving in to personal development. And honestly, I think just the willingness to try has built my confidence in more ways than I could ever imagine. Again, I want to just remind you that there's nothing wrong with personality tests. They can be a tool, but don't let them decide who you are. You can be anybody that you want to be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to connect with you on Instagram at Macy McNeely. We do personal growth Instagram lives every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. Hope to see you there.